here we are, and welcome to an episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast from South by Southwest Wonder House, hosted by the University of Arizona. And this is a big moment, people, because as you all know, we are we have been fans of the film, the short film Wild Bitch, for a really long time before it even came out. Like when we had the opportunity to back it, we backed it. And now here we are sitting at South by Southwest in this wild studio with co-director, co-writer, co-star, Rebecca Johnson. Rebecca, welcome to the Friday Night Movie Fan. Hi, thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for backing the film. It is kind of a wild ride that we like raise that money being like raising money, hoping to get into festivals and now we're at fucking South by. It's it's pretty amazing (laughs) and we would never, like we're getting our separate perk. The interview was not a perk for for this. This is free. But, but (laughs) (laughs) But you should know that the before we were even announced, the moment I, the moment we found out we were probably coming or coming, I immediately, it was right around when you announced that you were going to South by. Yeah. I said, oh, it's meant to be. I'll go on the website and I'll find out how we can request an interview. And so yeah. I went to the page like a responsible person and I <laughs> saw the email and the phone number and I picked up the phone and I called thinking it would be the the press person as would be at my work. And I, I think I got you like driving somewhere. I was... Just going to the grocery store, <laughs> and, 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 so, and so I I felt like I was in the scene in in Wayne's World when Wayne and Garth meet Alice Cooper, and they're like, "We're not crazy, is this cool?" And I and then I felt like I had to explain everything to you. I've always thought of myself as the comedian's Alice Cooper. Oh, got you. <laughs> the comedian's Alice Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. That's excellent. we have very similar looks. So, well. So uh, we've been we've been immersed in the Rebecca Johnson oeuvre, <laughs> and I did learn that you are a big fan of Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Oh my God, love it! That that film. So that I see the yeah. Alice Cooper. I will say when Alice Cooper was on the American Billboard Awards or whatever when I in the eighties, and all the it was like some song I don't know it was like some racy song and there was all these ladies and these like strappy things I was watching it when I was probably like nine being like I shouldn't be watching this but I can't, <laughs> can't stop and that's the same feeling I had when I watched Elvira Elvira oh I remember that movie being on it was also in the middle of the day so I called you up and and then I I had to blurt out because I had to give some context look Jackie toned it our show I promise we're real the first thing you said though was. I didn't expect you to answer. <laughs> and I was like, and I literally said, do you want me to hang up? I didn't know yes, who it true. was at first. I said, would you like me to hang up? And you're like, no, no, I just, and I was like, in my, I, I was like, who is this? I can't imagine how jarring that must have been for you to pick up a phone call of, on your own telephone and have someone say to you, I didn't expect you to answer. But you, you know me, so you know exactly what that scene looked like. I, I was <laughs> like, it's fine. In my I, head, I put he, my number on there. He <laughs> dropped the phone and was like, oh, my God, the phone's... Don't touch it. I, and so then I got really nervous. So I messaged Jackie and I said, Jackie, I just want you to know, in case your friend tells you we called her, we, we mentioned, we didn't want, we wanted, her, we wanted her to know we were real. And she just writes back hilariously. She goes, wait a minute. So you just call that number and Rebecca answers like, hello, wild bitch PR. This is Rebecca. <laughs> and... And uh, but you couldn't have been more nice, and oh, yeah. you were so willing to let us then email you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure, podcast sounds great. Awesome. At South by, great. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Okay, the film Wild Bitch. 
it, it, which I feel weird saying that word. I can only say it with the title of your film. Uh, you and Kate Nash, who are both alum of the incredible show Glow. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do I describe it? There is a there is a local news story mm-hmm. that is more than what it seems, and death and destruction unfold from that. But especially having seen your other short films, Consent, there is some incredibly intense and and I think really powerful messaging about um, uh, agency and gender and uh, the environment. That's all playing in this short, very, very funny film. And before I pass it to Ali, who's going to ask questions, I just want to ask that you're such funny people. Mm-hmm. You do such an amazing job on the horror side of this, <laughs> on such a on such a serious set of topics. What? So being someone who's known for comedy, yeah. where 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 in your training or in your in your art do you feel do you feel the um, the the energy comes to tackle all of those things at the same time and and I think deliver it in an incredible way. I'll just oh, add to editorialize. Um, well, I always write dark comedy, and I feel like I have sort of a dark sense of humor. Like even just in improvising and joking around with friends like I'll go to the dark place um, and I've always processed pain through jokes and like lots of comedians and um, so yeah I anytime I write something like on my on my own it's usually a dark comedy and um, I really so with my other film my first short film I wanted to talk about consent and the gray areas between sexual assault and coercion. And I said, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to make it a comedy because I'm a comedian. And I tried to write a comedy about consent in like 10 different ways. And then I finally figured out that if I made it like an allegory, that I could just sub out all the gory details and put in something you know, not less triggering, and I was able to write it, and and I feel like I was able to achieve what I wanted, which was to make something that was funny but also makes you think. So then when it came to writing Wild Bitch, Kate Nash is a huge horror fan, and so Kate was taking a class on how to write a horror novel, and in the pandemic, it was like something, you know, glow gets canceled. We're like, which is <laughs> existential by the way, like, crisis. As far as we're concerned, a, a, a Geneva Convention crime, as far as we're concerned. <laughs> not so far. Not as far as that. <laughs> but, it, but it was really devastating for both of us. And um, so she was taking this horror novel writing class. And part of what they had to do was listen to soundtracks from horror movies. She was listening to the Shining soundtrack and watching just like a bunch of images. So she was just trying to collect sort of inspiration. Ended up coming upon this YouTube video of a woman. It was a local news story of a woman who woke up with a coyote in her bedroom. In that story, the coyote just, you know, ran out and that was it. But it was like a whole story and that was the whole story. She saw it and was like, Rebecca should play this part. And because she was listening to The Shining when she was watching it, she's like, there's more to the story. Text me. I said, what if she fed her husband to the coyote right away? (laughs) But it was just like back and forth. We just, yeah. But we just started 
uh, yes anding each other. And because she's such a big horror fan, she really kind of held it down when it came to like the imagery that she wanted to show with the horror. And then for me, because I'm a comedian and all the stuff I write is comedy, but I also love putting really dark, deep, um, painful things uh, like abuse (laughs) um, and coercion and all that stuff into a comedy. So we just created these comedic characters so that the characters themselves are funny but they're in this horrific circumstance. Right. And so that's kind of how we found the balance. And I don't know, maybe just being in Hollywood or not Hollywood, but being in entertainment for 20 years, I finally had the confidence to direct, write and act in it <laughs> in something rather than like with consent. I wrote it and starred in it, but Kimmy Gatewood directed it. And this time it was like, let's do all three. Well, Amazing. you did an incredible job, Al. Over to you, because I feel like... Over to me. I, I know. <laughs> I know you've got... So you, you talk, you know, in your, in your answer just now and in, in so much of your work about consent. And I don't want to put this massive question in your feet and be like, hey, can you solve the world's <laughs> ills? But, <laughs> but um, you know, there's obviously a fascination there or like an interest in these ideas of consent and assault and, and gray, gray zones, which are, I think are like just an incredibly difficult concept to reckon with, right? Because people mm-hmm. want certainty and the gray zones take that, they make it impossible. Yeah. So I guess I, I'm interested in your take. Like, where do you think we got it wrong? Like, why, how did we find ourselves as a, as a society? Again, not to put the world's ills at your feet, <laughs> but how did we find ourselves in this moment where, like, we don't know how to new, do this right, where we have to re- constantly reconcile with this issue or confront it or make films to wrap our minds around it. Like, how did we kind of get here? I think there's a couple of things. Um, one is just thinking about consent as a sexual issue, I think then makes it this charged thing that certain parts of our American population doesn't want to talk about at all with children. Mm-hmm. Um, And also, same probably people don't want to imagine that there's a world where a woman would want to have sex. So I think that being taught that the only time you're going to have sex is um, when your partner, male partner, forces you to or wants you to, and and your whole, if when you're brought up to like say no. There's no part of that that's like, hey, sometimes you're going to want to do it. So then if you knew growing up that there'd be times where you might want to do that, then you'd know with the times you don't want to do it, you don't have to feel forced into it. So I think teaching that there's going to be times you're going to want it and only do it if you want it. And then teaching boys only do it if they want it sexually right and then separately with consent I think we are able to read body language for anything else if I said to you would you like some ice cream and you were like um yeah and like shrugged I'd be like she doesn't really want ice cream I'd be like no no it's fine you don't have to have the ice cream right Right. but for some reason when it comes to sex we're just assuming that men can't hear that body language no they can't see the hesitation they can't see the pulling back or they don't care like come on 
We can read body language about everything. Why can't we read body language about that? And if you can read it, why is that not important? So I think teaching kids that, first of all, all genders are going to want it at some point, and that it's important that both people participating, or if you're having an orgy, that they're all interested. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is that look at the body language. It's not just about what the person's saying, it's how they're saying it, Absolutely. and it's about how how they are reacting to your advances and um, that it's really important not to ignore that no matter what you want. And so it's interesting. I have a seven-year-old boy, mm-hmm. and I have thought about it so much of, like, how do I instill, like, consent before we have the sex talk, right? Um, and so I've really been... You know, he'll constantly do things that are against my consent. Like, you know what I mean? He'll just, like, slap my butt or, like, you know what I mean? Or be like, open the curtain with the shower. You know, just do anything he wants because he wants to be a jerk. (laughs) And I'll just say I identify with you because (laughs) I have two daughters. Are they just constantly like? (laughs) Well, we have a, Allie, we have a glass shower wall right. right now but they come like flying in <laughs> yeah, and you're like, to the bathroom on. and you know when they were really little that was okay yeah. at a certain point i'm like all right yeah my space exactly. you go into your space and i think that kids also like want to push boundaries they don't want to listen to you because they're they think that's cool to just say sure. the opposite of whatever you say so i'm really like you know, with everything, even with our dog, if if he, I'm like, can you see he's not interested in you petting him right now? Even if it has nothing to do with sex, just reading body language and the importance of body language. So, yeah, I've thought a lot about it because I feel like it's so sad that why is it that generation after generation we have to worry about this? And ev- why is it that like when people come of age at a certain point, so many of us have to be like, I was a victim of it. It's like... What the fuck? I think you touched on something really important, though, of parents being, for some reason, also uncomfortable talking about this. Right. You learn don't murder and don't steal. I mean, it doesn't say people don't do those terrible things, but, like, you learn those pretty right. often pretty early. Yeah. But, like, and I have to tip my And they're hat. more likely to rape someone than to murder someone. So we should really be, we should be, we should be talking about that. We should be on top of this one. <laughs> I have to give tremendous respect to my incredible wife, who, on a drive out of the blue explained the whole thing to, to the kids um the wow. whole thing. really yeah the whole thing i don't I know if you will, yeah it like, won't embarrass our kids ali told I, it beautifully I won't, I won't embarrass them by by revealing the whole discussion but they asked some really thoughtful questions really good questions and i i've always been you know i come as i was saying i come from this background of sexual and reproductive health and so i was always taught these are your moments, right? These are the moments when you're going to have these tough conversations in the car where you don't have, right? That's when right. they ask you is when they don't have to be looking at you right. eye to eye. So I'm driving. Shai's not in the car with me. They're in the back seat, And I'm just like white knuckling it, being yeah. like, you've trained for this moment. This is it. This is your Everest. <laughs> like, I know. Well, and it is a memorable conversation. Yeah. Like, you know, for me, the conversation my mom has is guy, boys will tell you that they need you to do something because they have a physical need and they don't and they'll say they're in pain if you don't do something yes. don't sit on their laps that's it <laughs> that was the whole thing literally yes. <laughs> i mean and i was like what like and also it. i was like you're so out of touch because then you know if i kissed a boy in like eighth grade or something 
she'd be like, you're going to get a reputation. But it wasn't about like any kind of like, there was no acknowledgement that like kids are going to want to do it and you, and, and, and only do it when you want to. Girls are going to want to do it. Yeah. And everyone's going to want to do it. Yeah. yeah. And, and so all of this in talking about consent, there is a scene in Wild Bitch at the end which is which is exactly it's sort of like an extreme version of not reading the body language because I think I can talk about this without being too spo- you mind sure. if we get a little spoiler yeah yeah, yeah. anyways there's a there's a guy who comes across our two main leads who are covered in blood <laughs> and broken shoes walking on this you know walking on the edge and here this this guy who by the way looks less you know he's more hip looking type of guy mm-hmm. right he isn't the slovenly camera we wanted guy him to, he's like our brad pitt yeah right exactly it's chris smith who is a very good looking guy who's a comedian and i was like just you're brad pitt and Thelma louise okay yeah <laughs> go and here he is to the extreme not reading this situation um and at that moment you are 100 percent. i mean i don't know about you but we are 100% rooting for violence. Right. Like you are, I'm like, I want to see this show. <laughs> I want to see this continue. I want to see the adventures of all of the people these folks murder. Um, uh, are, is, is, how do you, because it's comedy and because it's horror, right? It's, it's extreme. But how, where do you, where do you come down on whether, uh, or how, how Barb was, Barb, right? Barb's the you yeah, know, my character. But your character, Barb, she's she's justified. I mean, she's justified in her anger and her rage when when she describes the way she has been treated. And how do you come down? How do you bring the audience around on that? Like, does the do you, do you in your mind does the audience start there from the beginning, or does or or is there a process where you bring them to that point where by the end you're this handsome guy and you're like tear him apart? <laughs> um, I think. I think that that's what the film is exploring is like when you're pushed to the brink, like what's the reaction and what's justified and what's not. And I think Barb, you know, has a mental break. And so is there a time when violence is justified? I don't know. You know, the thing with at the end of our movie, everything that that guy says um, was direct quotes pulled from Twitter after a woman was raped and murdered in England. This, these, all the things that he said about, uh, uh, like to us, like chast or taunting us mm. were like things about the shoes. Like you shouldn't go out in those yes. shoes and all of that. Yes. were all tweets about, uh, this woman who, um, was a victim. And, uh, that was happening when we were writing the movie and, uh, Kate, was like I really want to use this real dialogue which sounds fake but it was all things people like guys tweeted about this woman that's like chill I mean that's yeah. chilling to and think so about so we put it. that in there and uh, yeah I think that the movie our film starts funny and mm-hmm. you're disarmed and then uh, it, the slow reveal of what Barb's been through and what and and what she did because she's been through and then who they are and how they're gaining power in this violent way um I think it's just in like an evolution but I'm not I don't 
think I'm necessarily saying like that's a great way to go about. Well, it's an exaggerated thing, it. right? This is not a. Uh, <laughs> I will say yeah. this is not an instructional movie. No. This is an allegory that yeah. is really funny and dark. Okay, amazing. Okay, we, I want to make sure. Okay, we, you're a celebrity in our house. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're on one of our favorite shows of all time. And, you know, the parents think you're brilliant. <laughs> but you were in an episode of The Babysitter's Club. Yes. The episode where Dawn babysits Natalie. Natalie Barrett. Natalie yep, Barrett. Natalie Nat Barrett. Nat Barrett. Yeah. We know the names. <laughs> Dawn babysits Natalie Barrett's kids. And Natalie Barrett is a uh, actor mom yes. who is divorced and who is driven to succeed in her career even if she's uh trying out for the most simple commercial <laughs> uh and uh dawn has to deal with the chaos of this house um so number one just thank you because <laughs> that was one of our big pandemic shows it's true we watched it as a family it's such a good show and you know the woman who was the showrunner uh, Rachel, she was a writer around Glow. Oh, that's awesome. So um, that was cool because I just got offered that part. I didn't have to audition for it. And that was so cool because on Glow, like my heart was, you know, I was in all the episodes, but it wasn't like the largest part on earth. And a lot of times I had just a couple lines <laughs> here and there, you know. Um, and so this was so cool to have like a big arc with five scenes and I had to cry and be over the top. And like my favorite thing is to be over the top and ridiculous. So it was such a fun part to play. And all those girls are so good. Like, yeah. And I used to read the Babysitter's Club and made Man. flyers for my own babysitter's club when I was, our, you know, our, our daughter who was nine at the time started mm -hmm. her own babysitter's club yeah. when we tried to explain to her what liability was. <laughs> uh, so you're an actor mom. Natalie's an actor mom. Yeah. I we imagine you're nothing like Natalie, <laughs> um, but we're, you know, we're parents with kids and jobs. How do you make all of this stuff work? I'm going to go fight a, or not fight a coyote, feed a coyote. <laughs> Uh, go wrestle, and I'm going to come home and take care of my, my kid. How do you put it all together? Yeah, I mean, it's been, like, a little difficult. Like, the um, interesting thing, though, is that I was really, you know, plowing away, pounding the pavement style uh, uh, in my career, like, producing, directing, writing, and acting, and getting paid to do that. But I was also waiting tables until I was um, three months pregnant with my son, who's seven. Wow. So, uh, meanwhile, I was, you know, doing all the things, but, uh, and I thought once I had a kid, career over. Um, but instead I got Glow when he was 18 months old. Wow. And so that was, I had babysitters so I could teach improv. I was still performing and doing things, but it just wasn't like paying the bills completely, um, for consistently. So once I got Glow, then that was when I got a nanny. You know, before that, it was just babysitters and friends watching him when I went to auditions or I brought him to a few. And, um, you know, with uh, my comedy group, the Apple Sisters, all three of us are moms. And so our kids would be sitting there while we're rehearsing or, you know, 
Um, but yeah, once I was able to get, a, I did a nanny share, and so that was really great. And then he went to preschool, and during times of production, I had to have an additional babysitter. You know, just like it's just making it work. And I live in LA. My parents and my all my family's on the East Coast, so. We didn't have that family support, uh, so it had to be. We have to outsource it to uh, babysitters and childcare. And right now, my parents are actually—they flew in to watch my son, so my husband and I could be here for the festival. So what you're saying is, in addition to solving consent and, and sexual health and education, <laughs> we're also going to deal with the problem of paid labor and unpaid yes. labor and is that the and next short film family, family <laughs> leave it's all also babysitters are so expensive right now like and i totally get it because it's an it's really important work and they're they're like you know have your have the future in their hands but right now in la babysitting for two kids is 30 dollars an hour Dang. i have one and our babysitters some of them most of them first of all were all my improv students like if I've taught them improv, I some I trust them with my child, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they're twenty. But still, there are so many times where I'm like, wow, I'm just barely breaking even. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing. Now he's in school. Thank God he has so many hours it's for such free a child saving. It's the best yeah. thing in the world. You're like, oh, <laughs> then you go to school, you get an education, which is great, <laughs> and this also the taxes I've been paying great oh my god but I love that I love that uh that you talked about the waiting tables pieces because we talk about that in our house all the time like years and years of of service industry stuff and I'm like if there's anything our kids are gonna do they're gonna work in the service industry because nothing gets you ready everyone should and work at Jewish summer camp because while (laughs) Allie was waiting tables I was a Jewish yeah (laughs) I mean I think that uh Summer camp is great. I went to summer camp when I was a kid. Not all summer, but I feel like you get a lot of independence there. Yeah. And then waiting tables, I do think that, like, even if you're wealthy, your kids should work there. Because, in fact, more so. Because some people I know who've never waited a table, no matter, like, what, I could just tell they just don't get it. That, you know, you got to... No matter how bad the service is, you still got to tip 20%, you know, or just like the way you treat people, I think is different when you are in the service industry. So since our co-host, my sister Lily is not here, who Mm -hmm. lives in Europe, she comes to the United States and tries to tip like a European. And it's like war between us every time I have to run after Uh, waiters throwing 20s at them. Oh, my God. (laughs) Do you still wake up having uh, nightmares that you're in the weeds? Are you like, oh, my God. My nightmares are doing math at the end of the night. So uh, the last place I worked was The Varnish, which is a really amazing cocktail bar in L.A. And I still love it. And every once in a while, I'm like, I could just like, if I could work like one hour a week there. Just I loved that. The drinks were so good and the environment was nice. It was like the best place I worked in terms of the service industry. But at night, at 2 a.m., you're doing math. Yeah. And I often would have way too many, I'd have way too many drinks. Uh, (laughs) For the first two years, I worked there four and a half years. The first two years, they let us drink whatever we wanted. And I would be wasted doing math. So my nightmares are wasted doing math. That's amazing. Then they they made a policy that we can only have one drink. One shift drink. Oh my God, that was so much better. What are we like? <laughs> my, like, you know, I like to party just like the next guy, but doing math drunk is not so, no. good. <laughs> You're tipping out the bus boys like yeah, hundreds. Yeah, just like. Uh. <laughs> All right, so I want to go into the world of glow. Sure. You're 
so awesome and glow. <laughs> and the beatdown biddies. I'm a, I, I am an on and off wrestling fan, but yeah. in the last few years, I've really gotten back into it. It might be because of Glow that Allie's like, thanks, Glow. Distinctly possible. Uh, it might be because of Glow, uh, but I won't ask you lots of wrestling questions. <laughs> um, but but I, what, I, what I would love to know a little bit about is, okay, we see on social media that you all are always doing stuff together. Yeah. Like someone has a movie premiere, boom, everyone from Glow is there. Yeah. Someone having a barbecue I don't know I don't know what you all are doing but you're all always together it's either barbecues or movie premieres basically yeah regularly uh, yeah <laughs> do you are, are do you feel like that ensemble is gonna I mean uh, friends for sure but do you feel like you're just gonna keep you're working together now you're gonna just keep working finding reasons to work together as time yeah, goes on yeah I think so I mean our dream is to create another show that we could all be on we just did um, oh, Kate wow. Kate wrote a song that was actually in the Babysitter's Club. She wrote, oh, yeah. um, so the video for that, uh, we just shot at my house uh, three weeks ago, and it was 11 of us wow. in the music video, running around my house, jumping in the pool, like just, and and literally, like we were like, why, wait, why aren't we on a show together? Oh, right, we were. But like, how can we be on another show? Like, what's another show? What's another sport we can play? <laughs> Um, yeah, it's so fun. I love them. They're also like so incredibly talented. Like, I know that you know. Obviously, it was a Netflix show, so they the, re the reach was far and wide in terms of casting. But like, my God, Jen Houston like nailed it in terms of getting these people together. I was so lucky to be a part of it, and everyone is so uniquely gifted. And so, yeah, I want to work with all of them. And I wrote like I wrote a rom com. And was like, well, I'm writing it for Betty and Suni. And then I'm like, write them in. You know, and every, and another movie I wrote, I wrote another part for Jackie. Like, I just, I'm always thinking of them. I'm like, all right, I'm going to write a short film for Britney to star in. Like, I have that, oh. I have that idea. Also about sexual assault. I can't get away from it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, constantly want to work with them. Uh, okay. Uh, amazing. It warms our hearts. And <laughs> maybe there'll be at least a glow movie. Oh, at some I point, wish. the glow movie. I hope just, so. just so we know what happened. I don't happened know. Netflix. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, Maybe we, if it was a reality I, show where I don't want to get you in any hot young people on it. <laughs> I don't want to get you in any trouble with the. Yeah, I just feel like, and glow, I think might be the breaking point. Was the breaking point? <laughs> there needs to be a contract between the fans <laughs> and the people and the, as subscribers, where no matter what, if we cancel your show, we at least owe you get a, a two-hour finish. Right. We're just, we just. We want to be back in the universe to see how it all yeah. wraps just, up. Yeah. We, I don't even care if it's Game of Thrones fast. Do it all in one one just hour. I don't care. Have it be a clips episode. Yeah. They're all sitting around being remember that time. Whatever. Ugh. Just to just to feel that. But it's okay. So you said you'd like to work with them again. Yeah. But now we're gonna ask. We're gonna go into the Friday Night Movie games here. We're gonna ask which ones of of a few that I'm gonna put in front of you you'd let babysit your children. Um, <laughs> as glow characters, not as oh, okay. not as themselves. Well, I'm do sure you know, all of them will watch Do you know Britt Barron, who plays like Mark Maron's daughter on Glow? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. She still babysits. She had to get out of babysitting to go to like the SAG Awards. She's also like a, the lead voice on a huge video game, but she loves babysitting these these kids. She's been babysitting them for years, and I'm like, and she'll be like, I'll babysit Fred. I'm like, no, <laughs> stop babysitting. Uh, You're a already. famous. 
Yes. <laughs> it's also a lot easier to say that when you have children to be yes. like babysitting is misery. Yeah. Okay? So, okay. So which of these three glow characters? So, okay, okay. So our, our signature game on Friday Night Movie is called Buy, Rent, Meh. Meh, okay. Bye. Like, yeah. Well, however you want to do the meh. Okay. It's just however. You, you, you the meh, the buy is the highest. Okay. Like v- VH, VHS is. Okay. Rent. Okay. Oh, I'll pay for it. We yeah. love movies, so meh doesn't have to be bad. Oh, Meh okay. can just be indifferent. It could okay. be you don't like it. So it's like fuck, Mary kill, but yes. Yes. I don't really have to kill them. Exactly. Right. Because, okay. because be especially ambivalent. given the topic of your films, like we're definitely <laughs> uncomfortable. We were already uncomfortable with that iteration of the game. So we, we made it about VHSs. The good thing about Fuck, Mary Kill, though, is that you're not actually doing it. Right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> I think that's the main good thing about it. I mean, but you're I not forcing. Size. It's not a legally binding game. That's right. That's right. I, I, I grew up. I, I grew up in Canada, though, and oh. I guess we had a more polite version of it. Oh, yeah. It was called Dump, Do, or Marry. It was like we had do. that at camp. It was do. oh, you had Dump, Do, or Marry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I very just 90s. love the idea of calling it Do. Yeah. <laughs> I do them. Oh my god, that very just 90s. makes me feel like, like I'm in high school or something. Right. I don't even know what it, it feels, feels very, like. Um, uh, Mystic Pizza, yeah. like era, like Dude. language. I do have. Or the movie yeah. Cadillac Man. Uh, the mo- you remember that movie with Robin Williams and Tim Robbins? Somebody was doing Donna. <laughs> do it. It's a funny. It's a I really ver- am going to put that in a script. I when you do, <laughs> it's we'll coming be so back, happy. baby. We're going to be watching for yeah. it. <laughs> okay, so you got to pick a babysitter. You can assign one value to each one: buy, rent, or miss. So you, okay. You got it. So it is like the game. Okay. <laughs> He's so nervous to say the words. It's I won't say cute. them. Thank <laughs> you. Melrose. Okay. Your partner in crime, Stacy Beswick, okay. also known as Kimmy Gatewood's character from from the from the Beatdown Biddies, or Brittany Young herself, Machu Picchu. Oh. So buy, rent, or man, which one? As a babysitter, this I is mean. no judgment on the actors. Okay, Stacy. Well, I thought I was gonna have to buy Stacy because you know it's Stacy. But I really actually think Carmen. I have to buy Carmen. Yeah. She's the best Machu babysitter. Picture? Yeah, she's the only of course. Have, definitely going to keep that kid alive. <laughs> Even though literally in real life, Kimmy and I, our kids sleep at each other's houses all the time. Aww. That is And amazing. Kimmy literally has my second car this weekend. We are like, you know, attached at the hip. So it's not Kimmy, you know. But I would also let Brittany babysit Fred, of course. Um, so Carmen... I would buy rent Stacy and Meh Melrose Melrose. Melrose. You don't want I them, mean, you don't on. want them riding around in that in that limo. limousine, limousine. <laughs> that coke filled limousine. Look, get, she would have like they would they would be like a babysitter um, adventures and babysitting type yeah, night like exactly. it would be that kind of a vibe. <laughs> I would like the adventures and babysitting remake with Jackie Tone. Oh my god, that is a great idea. <laughs> that is that is. Although have you seen that movie lately? We yes, just we watched just it with the kids. There's a lot of stuff. With the kids. Yeah. yeah. See, I started watching it with Fred. It was too dark. The like abuse and the cursing and stuff Fred literally turned to me and my son Fred goes I don't think this is appropriate for me (laughs) and I was like I think you're right we, 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 he's not wrong. He's not wrong. We, and he watches like Mandalorian. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like we're sheltered. But here, but we, we, especially me, are known for showing our kids things that we really liked as kids that right? are not okay for them. You're like, oh my God. So we believe in actively watching with them. So Talking there's a lot it. of pausing and being like, that word, you're never allowed to say that right. word. Here's why it's bad. Not just right. you're never allowed to say it, but like, this is why you can't say that word. And this is what 
the pain it would cause for someone. And right. at that time, for some reason, they thought it was okay for this movie. Now we may continue. Do you understand? Yes. Okay. I can't believe that. Watching yeah. movies with us is excruciating because they're like, just press they're like, play. Can I just please watch it? Exactly. <laughs> they're like, do not curse. We promise we will never curse. <laughs> just hit play. To be fair, they are genuinely scared of cursing. They think that they're going to get struck by lightning if they, like, it's it's fully the <sighs> mom, someone said the S word at school. Oh, today. yeah. What did they say? Oh, oh yeah. You're no, Fred. Fred it, he's not allowed to curse, but he will flash us the middle finger all the time. And <laughs> that's then advanced. That is intense. Oh, that's yeah. advanced. And then the other day, he was like, "Does the middle toe mean the same thing?" And I was like, <laughs> "No." Also, can you flash your middle toe? Because <laughs> no. if you can, and I'm yeah, like, "Oh," and he'll. And my parents who are really, really square, he'll be like, Ma, "I heard mom say fuck," and I'm like. And he's like, I love to see you get in trouble with your parents. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's little Dennis the Menace. Here. I tell my kids all the time that the biggest compliment they can give me is trolling me in the right oh, moment at the right time. When they, yeah, he loves it. What did the younger one do to me the other day? She's she made sing- fun of the way your pants fall off. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she reenacted what happens when your oh, pants like consistently fall down. Fall down. Issues with the wear my belt. I don't oh, know. It's yeah. the, anyways. I okay. kissed my son on the cheek the other day, and he's like. Can your lips be any drier? <laughs> Seven years old. <laughs> you can get me some chapstick. Yeah. I'm busy. I'm like, making films and parenting. Jeez. <laughs> Tough room. All right. Buy or enter me. Okay. We're out of glow now. We're back to Wild Bitch. Oh, God. Okay. This was submitted by my sisters. Oh, nice. Best kill or moment of violence in the film. Golf club. <laughs> strangulation. Torn apart by coyote. Because I guess strangulation doesn't get finished. Um, I mean, torn apart. Bye. That's your bye. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty that's awesome. That's bye. Um, and golf club is rent. Golf. And then strangulation is meh. I, <laughs> I, I align 100%. Okay, Because the, the coyote has like the... The shock value or yeah. the humor. The golf club also has like a, a nice amount of distance from it. You yeah. know, you're, there's also maybe a comedic, but the strangulation yeah. is just, it's just yeah. horrifying. It's, it's always, you personal. think of, you know, Carlo and the Godfather. It's just so brutal. Uh, Oof, yeah. It's too much. Too much. It was so fun to wrestle again, though. We, uh, we worked with the stunt woman from one of the stunt coordinators on GLOW for our film. That's oh. awesome. We went to her house, and uh, she has all these stunt pads just, you know, at her house, as you do, and uh, choreographed the whole thing. It was great. I love how much you all oh. keep it in the family. It's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Plus, just throwing someone around is fun. <laughs> That's awesome. I would throw you guys around if you wanted. I mean, would you get well, some slam. pads? There's a lot of There's a lot of room here. I'm, I'm, I'm in physical therapy for my shoulder. I've got a bad back. You Allie's, could throw me down. Allie's very, 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 in very good shape. Okay. Do uh, you have time for another game? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no. I'm reading your body language. No, I was like, I'm yammering too much. No, no, Not no, no, at no, all. no, no. Okay, so this is called the Comparathon. Okay. Okay, the Comparathon. It's a game we played, but it was named about... Actually, another podcaster was on our show and said, you know that thing you do? You should call it Comparathon. Nice. Chris Royce from the Buddies Without Borders. I always like to credit him. Good. Comparathon. So Comparathon goes like this. We're going to run down a list. Al, you're going to run down the list? Sure. Run down the list. I'm going to run down the list of characters. And it's like a tournament. You have one. We name the next one. 
You tell us who wins, and whoever goes goes on to the next one until okay. we get to the end of the list, and then you've declared a winner. Okay. Of, of this list. <laughs> okay. It's like a sweet 16. Or what, nice. It's March. It is March, March. So Madness. it is March Madness. This great. is our version of March this Madness. March Perfect. Madness. Okay. Great. All right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So the first one we have is Jennifer Lopez. Wait. Lo- you got. You got to say what it's about, though. The oh. criteria. Otherwise, oh. you're just Thank naming, you. like. like <laughs> I hope I know these characters. Um, we. Well, if you don't, you. Th- that's even funnier then, right? <laughs> okay. And just okay. you know. My I mean, anxiety, not, my anxiety was we're, we're, we'll you work. If you don't really know, we'll kicking in. <laughs> All right, so this is the Badass Ladies Comparathon. Okay, great. It was originally called the Badass Bitches, but Shia, to his to I his like credit, the word bitch. He was too scared to say it. So. Okay. You know what? If you both want to say it, <laughs> I'm, I'm great with that. It's taking it a female dog. We're taking yeah. it back. Take it back. Awesome. So it's Jennifer Lopez in Enough. Okay. Remember that where she's got mm-hmm. the abusive husband <laughs> and Sydney of Scream. Sydney, what's her name? Last name? Sydney. Sydney Prescott. Prescott. I was going to say Sydney Powell. Different Sydney. <laughs> Sydney Pollack, director <laughs> of. What did he direct? He directed. No, no I'm thinking of Sydney Lumet did Dog Day Afternoon, but it's none of them. <laughs> Not, no, no. Sydney. So Jennifer Lopez and Enough and Sydney Prescott and Scream. Who's Scream. coming Sydney out on Prescott. Top? Sydney yeah? Prescott. Oh, I love that. Why okay. Not? I mean, she's she's survived a lot. Yeah. <laughs> she's got, she's tough. She's thrown ghost face yeah. many times. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then we've got Sydney Prescott and Ripley from Alien. Oh. Ripley. Oh, excellent. See, I don't know Alien enough, so I can't I can't opine on that <laughs> one. But I, I love the Alien movies. I watched them over. They were so scary. I, I I didn't I don't know if I even watched all of it. The first one is a perfect movie. Kate's watched all of these things. Oh, okay. The first one is a perfect movie. It's (laughs) so incredible. So now we've got Ripley and Regina King from The Watchmen. You're just naming and naming amazing people. That's we we like to make it hard because then we don't want to cause you anxiety, but it's funnier for us. What if I have a full panic attack? About We're this? very anxious people. Uh, <laughs> We're, we really told you you got to be part of the family. <laughs> um, I'm going to stick with Ripley. Okay. So now we're, I'll, I'll do one more and then I'll hand it to you, Shai. So then we I, I love, by the way, in this list, my sisters didn't name, have, have in some cases named the actors. <laughs> in some cases, cases the characters. characters. <laughs> so we've got, we're still with Ripley, right? Yeah. Ripley and Sarah Connor from Terminator. Um, Sarah Connor. Nice. Oh, all right. Switching it up. All right, over to you, Shai. Okay. Yeah, because now we're getting into movies. You're like, you've never heard of I don't want to touch any of these movies. (laughs) Okay. So, Sarah Connor. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever seen any of the Resident Evil movies. No. Mila Jovovich. I mean, I know I know the poster. You know the poster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, Mila Jovovich, I think, just gives off a very strong vibe. So, like, you know Mila. She was jo- the she was the fifth element. I know her as a model and oh, an actress, okay. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> model slash actress. Yeah. Well, okay, fine. So. So Mila Jovovich. In. Or 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 Sarah Connor. I'm gonna just stick with Sarah Connor. Okay, that's, I think it's classic. Okay. Here's one. This is a little bit of a tribute to Kate. Okay. We knew she wasn't going to make it, but there's a British show that aired on Netflix. It got one season, also canceled too soon, um, uh, called Crazy Head. Have mm, you ever heard of this show? I never heard of it. Have you heard of the actress Susan Wacoma? Susie Wacoma? Wait, like from, did you ever hear of that movie, I Hate Susie? Or that TV show? 
Uh, I don't know that. Oh show. no, she was also in the new. I don't know if you watched this when you were a kid. If you watched the one. new Enola Holmes movie with the young Sherlock Holmes' sister, she's in that. Anyway, Susie Wacoma. Okay. It's a really cool two young women in London versus demons show. Oh, fun. There should have been years of it. Anyways, okay. So, well, I've just now I'm just recommending a show to you. I don't know. If I mean, I guess it. we'll. You know what? We'll go with her in Kate's London Honor. Okay. There, oh, nice. I mean, I think if I think there's some. There's a certain kindred spiritness between that show and Wild Bitch that oh, I think you. Would. I have to ask her if she's seen that. It's it's a. She was like hidden. obsessed with like Buffy, like Scream. It, actually, she said was one of her first favorite like horror movies. Like she loves that. I don't know. Coming of age. It's a dark, funny Buffy. Oh, she'll like love like that. if Buffy meant Evil Dead. Okay. All right. Or Wild Bitch. <laughs> similar vibe. Okay, now have you ever seen Mad Max Fury Road? No, but it's I'm just Charlize Theron. Yeah, or, and, uh, or Susie Wacoma. Yeah, <laughs> who, you who you don't know? We'll go who with Charlize. She's living in a you know dystopian hellscape, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, she is so hardcore in that movie. Yeah. All right, and then last one. Did you watch Lovecraft Country? Yes. Okay. Letty, played by Journey Smollett. Oh yeah. In Lovecraft, Country, in Lovecraft Country, and Charlie's in Fury Road. Oh. Huh. I mean, who would beat each other in a fight? Just who do you think is the most badass? Oh, okay. we, we We have very loose rules. In my <laughs> mind, I would, this whole time I was doing who would beat each other. Oh, okay, yeah. but that's, that's, that's a good... I think Charlie's would beat her. Char- yeah, yeah, I mean, Letty is magical. Yeah. And they have, they have her saying some hilarious syllables in that movie yeah, yeah, that oh, I yeah. think could lay a good curse but <laughs> I think Charlize would beat her oh. beat her ass she's so tough <laughs> she's so tough <laughs> alright before we go to our final segment which is shoutouts and recs which is sounds like Parks and Recs but it's <laughs> shoutouts and recs where you can just recommend whatever you want okay. to the audience cool um, I need to talk about cats okay uh, I am <laughs> I am not only am I a big fan of Cats the musical and the movie and really? and I and I have professed you, you this on can't our show. Imagine you can't imagine what I, it's like to live with this. I have gone on Twitter like for real. You yes. like it? Unironically, I mean, I know what's wrong with it, but I I, I unironically <laughs> love the musical, the movie. Wow. I've gone to see the musical many times. I saw it on Broadway. And I was like, "What? What is this?" I, I was in what? high school. Oh, so you okay? You saw, I saw it when I was like eleven. Was, yeah. So you saw it when you were impressionable, right? Yeah. I yeah. saw it when I was in thirteen <laughs> or so, maybe ten. <laughs> you didn't make it. At this, no, because my sister had an allergy attack because oh she's allergic God. to cats and all the fur and the co- something, something. She oh had. We had to leave because she had an allergy attack, and I think to that fake that, cats. That that is. You know those the fur costumes are not made of cat fur, right? I do. <laughs> But I think she reacted she to the hideousness of the, of the production and was like, I'm out of here. If I have to pull an allergy attack, I'll do it. And I <laughs> identify with that. On, on my one sheet, when, I go to, when I'm in the like, podcast database, yeah. my, one of my talents is, will defend Cats the Musical <laughs> movie to the end of the earth. Wow. I have gone on Twitter when people have said, mm-hmm. hey, anyone want to come on and talk about this movie? And like no one wants to. And I'm like... I'll do it. Oh, my God. And I'll go on for... I, I wow. unironically love wow. cats. So interesting. But part of unironically <laughs> loving it is also I love a good parody of okay, cats. Okay, great, great. Um, I mean, a parody... I mean, parodies are... That shows parody that you of your really... Favorite, your favorite piece of art? Yeah. Uh, there's this... 
There's it this, is. There's this amazing woman, rest in peace. She she died way too young. Her name is Jess Amal. She did a one. She I'm just did waving. A, oh, Some okay. people in the street, they're pointing oh, at us. Like, they're, <laughs> they're like, Rebecca hey! Rebecca Johnson fans. <laughs> um, uh, the... Uh, the this this young this woman Jess Amal died way too young recently. Um, she did this one woman uh, comedic sketch on on YouTube where she plays all of the characters in Cats in oh, one play. It, it, just wow. amazing, right? Yeah, hilarious. That would be up my alley. Could only be made by someone though who gets my it. alley cat. Yeah, alley cat. <laughs> so you're also in one of the greatest shows ever in My Crazy Ex Girlfriend mm-hmm. in my favorite episode, Ugh. which is the Cats episode. It was so fun. Just tell us anything about it. Okay. Shower even him even if you don't like cats, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's so funny. As a cats fan, as it's savaging cats, right? Up until the last minute, I'm dying because it can only be made by people who get how cool that musical is, even if they don't believe it. Because <laughs> it's so um, on the money. Yeah, it was such a fun. It was such a fun uh, role, and it was such a fun episode, and it was directed by. Kimmy Gatewood, my best friend. Oh my gosh. Um, So that was cool. Yeah, so Rachel Bloom and I met millions of years ago. I knew her then boyfriend, now husband, um, from UCB in New York. Also hilarious on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh yeah, Dan Greger is great. And um, he introduced me to Rachel and her and I started taking like ballet classes together in LA. That's the best thing I can ever picture. (laughs) I love everything about that. And she was like 24, you know, I'm old, older than her. Um, I always think I'm like 12 years older than her. I'm probably five, but, um, anyway, I was taking ballet classes with her and then we would just like hang out. I started, I directed her solo show on stage Oh wow! and then I produced some of her music videos and directed one and got to be in some of her stuff. And then she would be in the Apple sisters, our musical comedy show. So Kimmy's in that with me too. So she would be in that. And then, uh, she got crazy ex-girlfriend and, uh, you know, and the whole time, like, you know, we had this great working relationship, but I never got to be on the show. And I auditioned a couple times and just didn't get it. And um, and then finally, it's like last season, and it was like the best part I could have gotten. You know, like so fun. The elated cat. The right? elated cat, and uh, choreographed by Catherine Burns, who also did stuff with the Apple Sisters, and I know her from UCB, and now she's like an Emmy-winning choreographer. Um, And also, the third girl in the Apple Sisters, Sarah Lowe, was the assistant choreographer. So that episode, it was like me, Kimmy, Sarah, Rachel. One funny thing that has nothing to do with cats is my parents were in town. And they came to see, they came to set. And they brought my son. And uh, everyone's like, they made a big announcement. Everyone has to turn off their phones and, you know. So my, you know how boomers like have their phones not on silent ever? Yeah, I mean, and they only FaceTime. Right, so (laughs) my dad's phone rang uh, while we were shooting. So they have a a thing there that if your phone rings, then there's this like dead frog prop from another, from uh, another show that they make you wear around your neck. Ooh, like a scarlet letter type thing? Yeah. So my dad's phone goes off. They make him wear the frog, take a picture, okay? Then 
An hour later, it goes off again. <gasps> Dad's phone went off twice. Two on frogs. Set. I'm horrified Thank for him. God, it's like Rachel, <laughs> Kimmy. Sorry, it's all my friends there. That's amazing. <laughs> I hope they were they roasting him. What did they yeah. do? Yeah. Well, my dad was like, "It was an alarm. I'm setting to remind F- Fred to go to the bathroom." And, and so That's then the they best. were like blaming it on Fred. And then he uh, anyway, that was crazy. But it was so fun getting to do the dance, getting to be you know in that episode. Um, one of the funniest things was when she Rachel and I forget the actor's name who she was making out with. Like they have to make out. And is like, that Skylar Aston? That's Skylar. It wasn't Skylar. It, it was a different character. Huh. That um, it was like another guy that she like went on a date with early in the show, and then was back on the date going out with him again. Oh wow! But then had a U- or you know UTI. Oh, the, no yeah, yeah. yeast infection. Yeast infection. And it's so them having to like genius. make out, but me on the side, like it's like the last scene I did. It was just so fun. It that was so cool. And then meeting every all the other actors. I knew Ricky Lindholm before, but meeting Todrick. Oh my god, that was so cool. So it was really fun, and the costume was incredible. And it was in the costume, um, like the costume uh, designers. It's not Hall of Fame, but it's basically wherever the costume designers, like where they put their favorite <gasps> costumes that were ever designed. Stop. It was there. Um, and so there was like an Emmy presentation and we were going to support the costumer for Glow. And then there my costume was with a video of me dancing. And I was like, oh, hell, that's, that's me, everyone. That's so awesome. And it's also because Cats is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. You don't have to fight back because, uh, like, we've all given up. It's yeah. not worth it. I can't even. I don't, don't bother. I don't understand. It's so confusing. Which cat would you let baby? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you will not have to let the rum tum tugger babysit. Okay. Uh, we are so grateful for your time. Uh, the final segment of our show is always our shout outs and recs. And we would love to. We recommend Wild Bitch. It is at South by Southwest now. It's fantastic. It's fun. It's dark it's super meaningful we started the conversation before we descended into cats we had a deep conversation thank you um and we can't wait till the rest of the world gets to see it at some point right i know it's complicated with the festival thing yeah um uh so so you can recommend that but we are that's our rec for this episode so but is there anything you're watching your you have coming up uh any of your amazing friends are doing people are (laughs) clapping for you right now um well look out for kate's uh album is going to come out sometime this year amazing she is uh putting out the music video for the song i can't remember the name of the song i'm in the video and i can't remember the it's name a of very song. uplifting title i know the name of the song too and well, i if, you know I'll, just like I, follow well, kate nash on spotify um and uh yeah just like support her music and um I am directing a kids movie this <gasps> summer amazing. so one day you'll yes. be able to see that and if you like, I'm sure if you like horror, you've already seen this, but Wild Bitch was very much inspired by Misery and oh. by Scare Me. Um, and so those two movies, if you haven't seen them, or watch them again, because they're really fun to I, watch. I remember hearing about sure. Misery from my parents growing up. Like, oh I didn't God. see it when I was little, but no. they were like... I remember when my parents were watching it downstairs, and I was at the top of the stairs, and I can hear their suspense screams and stuff like that but i was like what's wrong what's going on and they're like stay upstairs 
Um, shy, if you show our kids misery, like that's no, yeah, not a good, misery not a good is, kid. I mean, that's over that the is, line. I will say it's one of the Stephen King movies though that has made a great, mm. st- like that is oh, a great yeah. movie it's too. So good. A lot, yeah. some of them end up with like very, like strange endings. But you got Stand by Me, you got Misery. It's oh, good. Oh, you know what? And uh, the show I brought up earlier. You guys should check out I Hate Susie on HBO uh, Max, I believe. It is a show from the UK, and it's so funny, and it's just like, I don't know. I have no connection to it. I just love it. Oh, that's it's awesome. It's a check cool it show. Ooh, Billy, like Billy Piper. That's, yeah. Billy Piper, who was in Doctor Who, but also in The Secret Diary of a Call yeah. Girl. Yeah, and so she's playing kind of a version of herself. So her character was in some big franchisey type thing and then is now like trying to live life and failing. Oh boy. Um, it's really sense. good. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and where, where can people follow you? You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at hello Rebecca and my name is spelled R E B E K K A. Um, and you could follow at wild bitch film, but if you follow at hello Rebecca, you'll find out about all all the jazz that I'm up to. Well, Amazing. Thank you so much for being part of the family. We are rooting for you nonstop. We are thrilled that you could spend this time t- time with us. For our listeners, you can follow all of the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Friday Night Movie uh, or FridayNightMoviePod.com. Our theme music is by What Does It Eat? And a huge thank you to our amazing chord quadruple quadruple i don't know how many times talented because you're not a you're not a quadruple threat you're whatever quintuple sextuple octuple threat yeah. uh, uh Re- rebecca johnson for being part of the show thank, thank you so much thank you thanks for having me thanks for